Welcome to Discovering Spirit Within. This is Reverend Deborah Phillips coming to you from Spiritual Life Center in Sacramento. My guest today is Reverend Donna Apodoni, who is well known for her work with CAP Radio as host of Morning Edition and CAP Radio Reads. She is also an interfaith minister ordained in New York in 2009. She is a speaker at half a dozen congregations and the teacher designer of the Transformation Path. Donna and I decided to take on a spiritual discipline to deepen our inner lives, and this series, 12 Powers of the Soul, is the result. Welcome, Donna. What's our topic for today? Thanks, Deborah. Our topic for today is heart, the power of the heart. What a wonderful topic to be involved in. It is. And the very first thing I thought of is that I wonder if people are going to think we're going to just be talking about love today, because we always equate the heart with love. And there's so much more to this topic than you just have to love your neighbor. <laughs> but let's start there. Could okay. we start there? Let's start there, start there and get that out of the way so that we can go on to some of the other elements. It is sort of, I mean, I was started thinking about Valentine's Day and those hearts. Um, I started thinking about love. I started thinking about you know, when you say somebody is the heart of the family, you think they're the glue of the family, but probably because of all the love that comes through that person felt by the other family members. So a lot of the instances that we have around heart do involve love and compassion. It's fair to use that definition, I think. Oh, I, I agree. It is. And at the same time, I think what was going through my head was, um, oh, they're just going to tell us that we have to love everybody and get over it. And no, that's not, you know, that's not what we're saying is that it, it is it is a component, but the heart has a lot of other aspects to it, or, or living from the heart has a lot of other aspects to it. And I have it to say- It has different chambers, in other words. It does have different chambers. And I was listening to, I think it was the Bluegrass Station the other day, and a, a new song came on, and I think it was written for our times, but the name of the song is More Heart, Less Attack. Oh, what a great title. <laughs> that it had to be on a country station of some sort, because that is such a country title. That's so clever. More yes. heart, less attack. I'm going to look, look for that as soon as we're done here. I am too, because I really, you know, I was driving and I wasn't able to really focus on the, on the lyrics. And I didn't care about the lyrics because that was such a, I mean, that's a great talk title. Well, I hope you use it sometime. Well, we'll see. But yeah, I mean, more heart, less attack. Uh, and, uh, and and you're right. I mean, when you talk about someone being the heart of the family, that's the center. Where is our heart? It's, it, the, you know, we have a heart center. We... And then we, we extrapolate that definition and we start using heart as the center of other things that have nothing to do with love. Like, I mean, I can kind of hear Peter Coyote's voice in my head saying, in the heart of the rainforest, you know, <laughs> we start talking about the heart of other locations mm -hmm. as the center, but there's no love or compassion in those definitions. And, it, you know, yeah, but, but whenever somebody tells me, says anything about the heart of something, my, my, my mind goes to that is the, that is the glue, that is the place, that's, that's the place from which everything emanates. 
It is. Yeah. And that's why we have the phrase, the heart of the matter. Because yes. that's right at the center. That's what counts. That's not, um, that's, that's the most important part of what we're talking about, the heart of the matter. Yeah. And so, yeah. And that everything, you know, everything radiates from out from that point. It all flows from the heart, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. It does, whether it's a <clears throat> material heart, like in a corporation, the heart of the company, the heart of the, or the heart of the matter, the heart of um, the heart of the family. Yes. You know, and of course, the physical heart is, is, we have an electromagnetic field that is, creates a bubble of 360 degrees around us. Um, and so we are kind of, we're in the center of, the, of that electromagnetic field as well. And there was the car and truck company that call themselves the heartbeat of America. So heartbeat has a connection to the topic of heart but in a different way. The heart is the center, but the heartbeat, as we're talking about it, turns out to be the continuity of love, the continuity of compassion, and how it plays out and the possibility that it could never end, the possibility that compassion and love are ongoing because of the heartbeat. And the heartbeat. Now, that's the, the whole idea of the heartbeat is... Um... Something I have thought about a lot because the heart is the very first thing that starts to, you know, beat in your body. In fact, doctors don't, they don't know what makes the heart start beating or when it's, when it starts to beat or why. And it is also the very last thing that stops. Mm. So it's the very first and it's the very last. Even before a mind or a brain is at work with all of the important works or important job that that organ does before and after that there is a heartbeat. Pretty amazing, really. It is. Yeah. And the fact that even scientists haven't figured all of that out, I kind of just love it because it's this wonderful mystery. The heart, the heart is right here with us all the time, and yet it's still a mystery. Well, you know, Shakespeare would probably have been envious of that phrase. The heart is still a mystery. That's really nice. Well, I might use that. I might use that for a talk sometime. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it, it's like, okay, this, this heart has been in my body for, well, ever since I've been here. <clears throat> and um, I had a, what is it where they go in and they, 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 they do the, they look at your heart. And um, they, um, I, they, they inject something in you and they look at your heart. And I was laying there and I could see on the screen and I could see my heart beating and the, the little valve flying open. And I fell in love with my heart in that moment. Oh, how sweet. Because it just, it was just this little, it just flap up. And, 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 and the, the energy with which it did this and came right back down again and just watching it. And I thought, you are so cool. I love you, heart. Because that's, I could see it working. That's really lovely to fall in love with your own heart. That's sweet. And I like your, your comment about the energy of it. I picture a heart with flapping with great enthusiasm. Yeah, I mean, if, if, if it had been a cartoon, I think the word zing would have been with each zing, zing, <laughs> zing. 
it just cool. um, uh, you know and, and actually when I when I think about it doing it now I was like man I'd be tired by now but it never stops it never stops it's like a river in that regard you know even even when a river runs out of water whatever little bit is left is going strong and never ends pretty amazing our hearts so the physical part of it we have talked about and the love part of it the traditional valentine kind of love we've talked about too very nice and then there's just the yes and the the energetic part i mean when we talk about the electromagnetic electromagnetic energy that emanates from the heart and they also say you know the research now is saying that our heart tells our brain to do what to do more than our brain tells our bodies the heart is more in control than the brain i did not know that um, I have not read all of these, you know, there's heart math and there's all of these different, all of this different research in, into the heart, but the heart actually makes more, to, tells the brain what to do a lot of the time. The brain is actually often following instructions and you can go out, you know, you, you can research this and, and, and it's just right out there. But um, so the, the, our hearts are in much more, more in control. But the thing that I think about is with this elect, electromagnetic energy that goes outside our bodies, when, we, when we're, t when we're in, in close proximity, and not necessarily that close, our energies are blending. Our electric, electro, I'm having trouble with that word today, electromagnetic fields inter, interact with each other. And it's like when someone says, well, I picked up on that negative energy. It's not that you pick up the energy. It's not you take it, but you resonate with it. We're like bells. If one bell rings, then we ring. And that's where the whole idea of having a higher consciousness is. It's like, do I want to resonate and ring at the same level that you're ringing at? But um, so the heart, our heart really runs us. And we don't know it. The physiology of that matches the reputation of that. The fact that the heart, the love center, would run the brain, which is the thinker. I like it in that direction. If you told me the thinker was running the love organ, I would feel maybe less enthusiastic about it. But I like that the heart is technically running the brain. That seems I, I'm okay with that. That makes more sense. And honestly, if our brains ran the love thing, well, there'd probably be a lot fewer divorces <laughs> Could be. because the heart. Okay, so the heart overrides the, rides the brain in so many ways. When you think about how, how ridiculous we get when we fall in love, it's pretty hilarious. Oh, yeah, that's true. I mean, it's that's fun, true. but it's hilarious. Yeah, when you stand back and look at it or when you watch somebody else who's in love, it's pretty goofy, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, and as I got older, it's like, okay, you guys, can you get past this, please, so I can be yeah. around you again? I mean, but it's also fun. But so that that's one of the indications that you know we talk about heart. You know, it's like heart over mind or mind over heart. And um, I've known people who are so in their heads that that they're very uncomfortable going in. You know, going and and relating or working from the heart. But I guess that's another good question: is how do you learn? Or how do you learn to come from the heart and not overthink? I mean, how do we how do we work with this? What do we do? How do we learn to come from the heart and not think? 
I have not considered this before, so let's just go for it. There has to be some intention involved. I have to set out to do that. I have to be very aware that that's what I want to do. I always want my heart to come before my brain. And then the mindfulness that would follow. Like, okay, here's what I want to do. And now I'm going to take care and do it on a regular basis and make sure that I'm following through on that. So in that particular case, I think intention followed by mindfulness can be defined a little bit differently. Um, hmm, how do I keep my heart from... I really have to see the person or the situation I'm in in a new way. I have to make sure that I am, look again, intention and mindfulness, I have to make sure that I'm looking at somebody with compassion and with love in order for that to override. I mean, you may see, you may say that it's natural for the mind to run the brain, but I can think of some people in situations that I have been in where it doesn't go that way. So I think I would have to really be aware of it. Well, right. And I, I think awareness, I, th- I think, is very important because um, we're, I, I'm seeing that we, we're possibly going down the road of saying, well, just follow your heart and don't think. And that's not and that's not it either. It's like, you know, so many people say, I really wanted to do this and I didn't. And now I wish I had uh, because I, you know, I argued myself out of it or, um, you know, I, I was as I was growing up, I was doing what I was supposed to do. Uh, you know, all of the shoulds and couldas and wouldas. And I think it's it's a balance between that feeling, because heart is about, in many respects, it's about feeling. It's it's Our hearts talk to us. They tell us what we want. And then it's like, well, okay, maybe this is a crazy idea, um, but is it too crazy? <laughs> you know, and so you investigate. You don't just, you know, I mean, and, and, and some people operate more on intuition than others. Um, I'm one of those. I remember, and I will admit this freely to the world, that at one point in my life, I owned a Yugo. Oh, you're uh, the one. I'm the one. <laughs> I am the one. And um, I bought it at a time where it was the only car I could afford. I was on my way to work and the clutch went out on this car that already had pieces falling off of it. And I got went into the office, I got out the paper, I saw that there was this little car that was not expensive, I could qualify to buy it. They came and got me, sold me this car, hauled the other one away. And the guy I was dating at the time, um, I went and like a couple days later, I saw him and I, I walked out. He says, tell me, please tell me you didn't buy a car by intuition. But you had, but I did, and it was, but it was really the choice I had at the time, and I followed my intuition, and it worked for about a year. And when I turned it in, somebody said, "How many miles did it have on it?" And I said, "Well, is that being Yugo years or?" Yeah, <laughs> because it it had the equivalent of I mean, you would have thought that car had a hundred thousand miles on it only oh. after a year because they just obviously they weren't good cars, but. The point is, is that um, my I just I just felt led by this is the thing to do at the time, and I I knew it, it was just the the it was the answer that I had at the time. And sure, I could have gone and talked to about fifty different people about it, and just you know, but I just I just dealt with it. And and the thing is, is now I have this great story that I can admit that I owned one of those cars. 
Not too many people have that story. And not too many people would admit it. Either. Well, that's true, too. You know, earlier you said, you said, follow, maybe we're making the mistake or give the impression that we're saying, follow your heart and don't think. I think everything we've said says, follow your heart and, and think. think. Maybe the heart comes first, but I think the mindfulness is is what's really carrying you there. So you can do both. One's a little bit stronger than the other. You know, some of this makes me think we're recording this just a couple of days after the death of Ed Asner, who played Lou Grant. And part of this reminds me of the character of Lou Grant talking to the character played by Mary Tyler Moore. Famous scene where he says, Mary, you've got a little, a lot of spunk. And she says, well, yes. And he says, I hate spunk. He was talking about heart. You know, he was talking about what made her so lovable. Yeah, she was kind of silly and she would try things uh, sometimes that seemed a little bit out of the norm. But what he was really observing in her was what makes her so lovable. That spunk was her charm. That spunk was her generosity of the character. That spunk was was everything that made people smile at her as a character. So there's a there's a different side of heart that can can be hated by people like Lou Grant, but can really be um, a little bit different than the very serious and mindful love and compassion we're talking about. Heart can be very playful and spunky. Well, and you know, and 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 so that 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 means that our our power of our heart relates back to our power of enthusiasm. Yes, it also goes back to. I mean, it, our our power of imagination, our power of wisdom, our power of discernment. Our I mean, it it it's it's all like of the, the powers we've talked about in this series. It's the center of of our powers. It's the power of power. That's very cool. That is very cool. Who thought we'd get there from Lou Grant? <laughs> I'm glad I'm glad that he was able to show us that. So the heart is not only the center of who we are and the center of a family and the center of a rainforest, but the heart is the center of all of our powers and what we do with them. Which means that if we don't operate with heart, if we don't really use that power first and foremost, then we could really use all the other powers that we have in a very misguided way. We have to be careful. We do. And and at the same time, sometimes if you're, I mean, there are people who, for whatever reason, for woundedness, the difficulties that they've had in their lives, that they have difficulty really getting into, you know, allowing their hearts to open up dipping into one of the other powers might be a, a way to start start that opening. It's like, well, I can probably find a little enthusiasm somewhere or, you know, or I can play with my imagination and then start to reconnect because our hearts also, I mean, there's a lot of emotion and feeling there. And so our hearts can be, you know, wounded and um, 
so that's that that healing part. I've known people who have had such traumatic experiences that they really can't even do a meditation because they they're afraid to open up again because of that. They're either they'll feel the pain or that they'll be hurt again. And so it's really um, all about mindfulness and understanding how it how this this works and um, and you know because. I think we also associate the heart with feeling. I think we've said that, but, you know, so if I don't let myself feel anything, then I can't be hurt again. And so if this is this whole, and, and so this whole process that we can go through of shutting ourselves down is also a process we can use in reverse to learn to open up again, slowly. You wouldn't really want to just open your heart full blown in, in a second because, you know, there's still a world out there that's coming at us. <laughs> it would be a lot. And I'm going to use a phrase here, and I don't mean to make light of anything we're talking about, because what you've just explained is a very serious side of heart. But you do have to start with heart. Yeah. Coining that phrase, you do have to you do have to start there. But yeah, not all at once, very carefully, very mindfully, and very much looking at what the other powers are. What are the other powers? Not just in this series, but we all have a sense of what our powers are, mm-hmm. starting with heart and then going to the the through the spokes on the wheel. Help us to make the most of those other powers that we all have. You know, and I honestly found when I made that physical connection with my heart that 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 um that men that image i when i when i got of an actual image of seeing my heart work that changed my relationship with my heart which changed my relationship with my body and you know i mean it's it's not you're gonna let you're not gonna go down to the corner into the corner clinic and say do one of these for me but um you know, I, I now I will sit sometimes and I'll just try to focus on my heart and just try to focus on what it's doing physically. And then when I'm connected with that, it helps me move into the more um, esoteric part of, of, of the heart um, imagery, so to speak. It's like, okay, I know what you're doing physically, but wow, that is so cool. And how do you know to do that? You know, I'm always coming back to being so fascinated as to how our biology knows what it's doing. And what you said does match what parents say they see when they see that first scan of of their baby in utero, when they see that first scan and they see the movement, pretty much the only movement they're seeing at the beginning is the heart fluttering, is the heartbeat and that matches that joy that so many new parents express that that's when they fall in love. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, uh, again, it comes back to it's being this, this thing that's right here, right in front of us all the time and still a mystery. And I, I love that. I love that we don't know everything. And that's not just about the heart. I just love that we don't know everything because I think I'd get really bored if we knew everything. <laughs> You'd get really bored if you knew everything. I think I'd be really just, um, I'd just constantly be thinking and analyzing if I knew everything. I would overthink all of that stuff. Yeah. Heart makes me think of something else, too. I love any opportunity I have to quote something from The Wizard of Oz. 
when the wizard gave the tin man his heart, he said, a heart is not measured or judged by how much you love, but by how much you are loved by others. Heart is not just how we love. Heart is what people see in us and love about us. It's that 360-degree electromagnetic radiation. It's, it's how we are in the world. It's how we, yeah, it, it's how we emanate into the world. And how we receive the world. We show ourselves and then it comes back to us. It's a little bit of a boomerang effect in that electromagnetic field. Well, I mean, the thing is, is all is movement all the time, and we're always interacting with each other. And, um, you know, you, I, I know that I have had times when it's like you walk walk into a room and there's some person who's just, we, talk, we call these people charismatic people. And even if you're not, I'm not a person who gets starstruck. But I have been around a couple of people who are incredibly charismatic, and I would find myself just wanting to go be next to them. And I would be talking, wait a minute, you don't want to be a groupie, don't be, you know, silly. But there was something about the energy that came from them that you just wanted to be there. That's definitely charm. How is it heart? I think it's, I well, because some of those people aren't very nice. <laughs> um you know, and you still want to be around them? Well, because, well, um, okay, I had an experience with one person who had a lot of charisma, and, and I felt myself being, you know, pulled toward them, and they have been famous, and they didn't want to be bothered, and they're not very nice, and it was like, well, first of all, I was very conscious of that this was going on, and I wanted to, and it's like I realized that, no, this person has this energy, but yet they're not, they're, they are shut down in a way. They're not, they're not coming from their heart. So it's very confusing. And it's like uh, the, just the energies that we put out, it's like there's this whole, whole thing with, with spiritual teachers who have that kind of charismatic or energy is many, many people confuse that with sexual energy. And so, you know, it's like I want to get next to this person and I want to bring them into another, into my life in another way that's not necessarily appropriate because we confuse the energies because they feel you know, they feel very exciting. And, and, and um, so understanding the energies is, I, I, maybe that's part of what we're talking here is, but th- when you're coming from the heart, um, you're coming with, you, you're on some level, you're working from compassion. Yeah. And, and the, the person that you are, are dealing with is, 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 is feeling that. I had a, an encounter uh, last week where um, I had set something up to happen. Somebody said to me, well, I didn't, I, I'm not comfortable with that. And I really didn't appreciate it. And, you know, they just ex- express themselves. And I thought, you know what, you really have a point. And I, I thanked the person, I went back and I made some changes. And then I, you know, and I, I, I let the people involved know that the changes had been made. And then I got an apology from this person. And I wrote back and I said, oh, no, please do not apologize. You're the only one who had the nerve to tell me. And you spoke from your heart. She, you were not hostile. You didn't, she didn't project any hostile energy. She just simply told me what was going on with her. And I said, you know, that was the greatest gift you could have given me. And part of what I appreciate about you is that you will do this. 
And that person turned around and said to me, you have a great, a big heart because they were beating themselves up for doing exactly what they needed to do. <laughs> you know, and so that person was speaking from their heart. My heart heard it. And I was already having qualms about the thing anyway. And so it was like they brought me the message that I needed. And it was very heartfelt. And there was no hostility with it at all. It was simply, this upset me. You know, and, and there was no blame. It was just, I'm telling you how I feel. And that I think that that was a very pure hearted conversation. That expression, speaking from the heart, we translate, interpret as being speaking the truth. Does that mean that the heart is truth? At its purest level, I would certainly hope so. Um, I, the, 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 the difference, in, like in that conversation, the difference was this person did not blame me, did not make me wrong. They were simply speaking from their own, from their, from within their own power, within their own truth. And um, the fact that they then felt badly afterwards just, you know, talks about how we are so conditioned to not operate from the heart. From, from the mind, because it came from the heart and then the mind kicked in. Oh, I shouldn't have said that. And of course, I've done that a million times. I will say something that's coming from my heart that is my truth. And then I walk away and go, well, there we go with the foot in the mouth again. I shouldn't have said that because we do that all the time. Not necessarily, though, because yeah. if I speak the truth from the heart, yeah. My heart would also then give me the sense of compassion to look at you and say, oh, I hurt that person. So they could be both sourced That's from true. the heart. That's I'm true. speaking the truth, and I hope that it didn't hurt you. That, that's true. Yeah. Um, I was looking at it from the point of view is that it's not okay to speak the truths culturally. <clears throat> but yes, you're right. Bo both of them would be as like, okay, you know, I've spoken truth. And that's not a real common thing these days to, you know, and the, I think it's the sincerity with which and that's another heart word sincerity. It is. Yeah, there's compassion, there's sincerity. Yeah, there's love, there's there are a lot of words connected. They're all really the same feeling. Not emotion, but feeling. Feeling, yeah. Um, there are so many interpretations and so many words that we use yeah. to define heart. And the word authentic, for me right now, I'm in a place where I'm feeling like it's being a little bit overused. Um, but authenticity is another one. I'm just being real. This is, you know, this is where I am. This is what I have to share with you, whether it's something to say, sitting with you in the dark, uh, whatever that that moment is um, coming from the heart. And I've, I, I find that when I am really coming from my heart, I'm not thinking really about what I'm doing or what I'm going to get out of it. I'm just doing. I am not analyzing what I'm doing in the moment. It also seems that you cannot have generosity without heart. Heart is at the root of generosity of time, of finances, any kind of generosity has heart behind it. You can't be you can't be a mean person and be generous, I don't think. So there's heart there. 
automatically. Right. And, and heart is, is, um, I lost it. (laughs) Um, heart, heart is, is that, that place where, again, you're just, you're being, you're connecting with another person or the, or the thing that you're doing. It doesn't even have to be another person or an animal is that you're, you're in that place of just being, and um, you're not thinking about consequences. You're not thinking about what's the other person thinking. Am I doing this correctly? You're not. You're. You are thinking, but you're not analyzing. That's what it is. Is you're thinking, but you're not analyzing. All of this makes me realize that when people talk about the soul of a person, that's very much in my connection. That's very much heart. The heart of a person and the soul of a person, it, to me, seem to have a lot of overlap. Some they people do. don't believe in souls at all, so they wouldn't have that. Uh, they wouldn't have that definition. It's probably a very individual definition. It would be, and then there are all the the, the people who have done research for hundreds and thousands of years trying to figure out exactly where the soul resides in the body. Yeah, and and those the, the, those who have come to any kind of conclusion, which is of course not provable, is that the soul resides behind the heart. Well, the way we're talking about heart, that's not really a physical. I mean, we've acknowledged yeah. the physicality of the heart and right. what it means to us, but a lot of the definitions of heart that we're talking about today aren't physical at all, just like so, the soul. So my heart is my essence. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably what it comes down to. And there's a lot of power in being in touch with your essence and knowing, knowing who you are knowing that you are definitely a, a physical body walking around, um, but there, there is much more in that the essence of you is what really um, is active, uh, what projects out into the world and is what, what people see or feel or experience. And I'm experiencing your essence and you're experiencing my essence uh, when we have these conversations because we're not together, we're not physically together. Um, but there's very much a, 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 what we would call a heart connection while we're doing this. The heart is the part of us that matters. I mean, yeah, it matters if you're a mean person, it matters if you're a selfish person, it matters if you hate spunk, but the part of us that matters, really matters, is comes from the heart. Is the it does. Heart. It does. And I think with that, Donna, I think we've <laughs> I think we've covered it. What a good conversation. Yeah, this one was this was fun. Uh, well, thank you for choosing this topic. You know, again, I mean, the, the, I would have to say that this um this entire series was was born of the heart, because when the idea came to me, um, I thought, well, we could do, again, I've mentioned this before, is that we could do the 12 powers, but the 12 powers were very rigid, and I, I didn't think they had much heart, very frankly. And so I sat down and played with it and played with it until these ideas came out, and this is what it turned into. And um, 
It took me some um, some doing it, and it, it, it took some thought, and it actually um, really plays into what we're going to talk about next week, which is the power of courage. It took me some courage to rework those those standard powers, and then to invite you to come do this this crazy thing with me. So thank you, Donna, so much for being with me today, and and uh, I love your heart. I love your heart, too. I love everybody's heart. It's such a good thing to see about each other. I'm looking forward to next week. I am, too. I'll see you then. Thank you for listening today. Discovering Spirit Within is produced by Spiritual Life Center. If you enjoyed our discussion and feel inspired to support us, you can go to slcworld.org forward slash donate. And now, until we meet again... Deep peace of the running wave to you, deep peace of the flowing air to you, deep peace of the quiet earth to you, deep peace of the shining stars to you, deep peace of the son and daughter of peace to you, and may the joys of the world go with you.